0: Hey, this is Keith. I'm the pastor of Blaze Church. Welcome to our podcast. I know today's message is going to inspire you, encourage you, and lead you to know God more. If you want to connect with us, visit us online at blazechurch.org. Enjoy today's message. We're going to look at a singular wound, and this is the wound of death, the wound that comes when we lose a loved one someone that we love in our lives and so first I really just kind of want to meet us in the middle in this place today because I recognize this is a heavy topic and I recognize that there are a variety of factors that come with how deep or how shallow that wound of death may be in our lives Uh, the nearness that we have the relationship to the person uh, you may be here today, and this is something that's extremely fresh for you, that someone that you love just recently passed away. You know, there are so many of those stories. And so really, I just, I just want to kind of meet you there and recognize, like, I don't understand every single story in this space. But what I do know is this, and this has been my prayer, that you would discover the hope that is in Christ Amen. when it comes to processing the wound that's caused by the death of a loved one because the reality is there's there's a mix of emotions that comes right anger sadness certainly sorrow confusion loss like so many different emotions um and yet we're going to discover today that jesus the savior has hope for us Just, again, to kind of meet us where we are today, I was thinking back to a moment when I was processing uh, the loss of a loved one in my family, in our lives, and this moment always stood out to me, and I want to share it with you. It was um, one of those times where the person who passed away, it was just so unexpected. It was just so, so much confusion, so much, of course, sorrow around that moment. But years later, I always remember that a family member who is at the center of this story, uh, she was at the wake and um, a friend from church had come up to her and just looked in her eyes and she didn't say much. She actually just said, there are no words. And she just looked at my family member and just like made a connection that said, I will be with you in your pain. And that moment always marked me when I heard that story. Because here was someone who said, I don't have all the answers. I don't have any answers right now. But I will choose to be with you in your pain. I know, you know, I'm seeing nods around the room. I know something resonates in our hearts when we hear that. And the hope that we will discover in who Jesus is today is, yes, we have someone. But we have the Savior who comes to meet us in our pain. So where we're going today is these three words. Jesus meets us. He meets us when we process the wound that is caused by death. So today, to help us, we're going to look to a family in Scripture who experienced death. And there's a brother in this story, and he passes away. And this was someone who was loved by his family, Uh, we're going to kind of see the responses that those people in his life have and we're going to discover how jesus meets each person so um if you are here today and you would say that you are on a journey just searching for god maybe wondering who he is searching for truth i just want to say that i'm so glad that you're here this morning I think it's by no accident that you chose to come out and to hear what God has to say today, because it's going to be so impactful for every single person in this space. But especially if you're like, I'm wondering who God is. This is just like an open door to who Jesus is. So let's discover this together. Let's jump straight into the text. This is going to be John, the book of John in the Bible, chapter 11, chapter 11. And we have three people at the center of this story. Lazarus. Everybody say Lazarus. Lazarus. That's just a fun name. Uh, We have Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha. And so this family, they are very close friends of Jesus. Uh, Jesus spent time with them often. We see in the pages of scripture that he would frequent going to see this family, spending time with them. And he loved his friends very much. Jesus loved this family. So what happens is Lazarus becomes very ill, and he passes away, and his two sisters are left with their surrounding community just to grapple with the loss of their brother. So we're going to jump into the story here, and when Martha first sees Jesus after her brother's passing, listen to what she says. "'Lord,' Martha said to Jesus, "'if you had been here, my brother would not have died.'" but i know that even now god will give you whatever you ask like what a what a response and i think we can all relate cuz mary's saying if, if but mm-hmm. like she's saying god if yeah. you were here can you relate with that like why like asking those questions if only you didn't let this happen mm-hmm. but I think it's remarkable that she doesn't stay there. She moves to the second part of that statement, and she says, but I know. Like, she's expressing faith that, like, but I know that, God, you can do whatever right. you ask. She's able to say, like, even in the midst of her confusion, she says, I have clarity. I know who you are. And I want to say that is the promise that we have yeah. as believers in Christ, yeah. that as we walk in these moments of confusion, see, having faith doesn't mean we're have, we have all the answers. It doesn't mean we have everything figured out. But there's some solid rock that we have to stand right. on, and his name is Jesus. And we get to say, you know, right. even in my moment of confusion, I have clarity because I know who the Savior is, yes. and I know that he is with me. Yes. So Martha shows faith in this moment, and Jesus responds to Martha's faith. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. She's probably thinking that's good news, right? Mm -hmm. So Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So what's happening here? Martha's response tells us she's looking forward to an event. It's almost, I think, as if you and I, when we experience moments of loss, maybe you've been at a funeral or you've said something like this, like, I'll see him again one day. Like, I'll see her again one day. Like, I think that's what Martha is saying here. She's looking forward to a future resurrection. Like, one day, I'll see him again. And yet Jesus is about to give her something very present for her in the moment that she is now. And so Jesus' response, listen to this. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Like Jesus just made an astronomical statement. He said that not only, like, not that he has resurrection and life, but that he himself is the resurrection and the life. Like, how could he make such an astronomical claim? Here's what's amazing about this moment. Jesus comes to Mary, to Martha, the son of God, in the form of human flesh, and the intent of his coming was that he would reveal himself as the son of God, the savior of the world, that he would give his life on that cross and then he would rise again. And that's why he's able to say, I am the resurrection and cause he literally did it guys. He rose from the grave and from this side of the resurrection, this side of the cross, we get to look back to these moments in time and say, we have a living and a risen Savior, who not only, like words are cheap, but Jesus actually did it. He rose from the grave, and he's alive today to meet us in our moments of pain and loss. Jesus is saying, Martha, you're looking forward to this one-day promise, but I am here right now. The very one standing in front of her was the very hope that her heart was longing for as she was processing the loss of her brother. And the same is true for you and I today. This means that as we process the wound of death, the very one who is the hope that we long for, like Jesus meets us. He comes to meet us in our pain. He empathizes with us. And we're going to discover more of that in just a moment. But it bears mentioning, like, there is not only present hope that we have now that Jesus meets us, but there's also this future hope that Martha was talking about. Here's what the Apostle Paul writes in the letter to Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians. He says, then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death where is your sting yes. for sin is the sting that results in death and the law gives sin its power but thank God yes. the answer he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ Amen. can everybody just say thank, thank, God. God. thank God thank God we have victory over sin and death because Jesus went to the cross And he gave us the victory. Guys, we're not striving for the victory. Jesus has already won it all. Can we just give him praise for a moment? Like, if you believe that. Thank you, Jesus. Man, we have present hope. And we have this future hope in Christ, that we get to look forward and say one day all the sad things will be untrue. One day all the wrong things will be made right. I can't wrap my mind around that, but I'm looking forward to that glorious day right. when my Savior returns in glory and He sets all things right, all the sad things untrue. And yet He's with us. Yet the Savior slows Himself to meet us. And the same question He asks Martha, he asks you and I today, do you believe this? We'll come back to that question in a moment. But we're looking at this story, and so we see Jesus, he goes and he meets Martha. But where's Mary? Where's her sister? Well, Mary is processing this in her own way. And Mary is, she's inside the house, and she is hurting deeply, and it's hard for her to get out. I mean, can you relate with that in times of loss and it's hard to move that's where mary is in this moment and so she's weeping she's processing and jesus he tells martha to go and get her sister like jesus calls mary by name here's what it says in john 11:28 after she has said this she went back and called her sister mary aside the teacher is here she said and is asking for you. She, like, Jesus calls for her by name. Yeah. Like, Martha comes to Jesus and Jesus meets her there. But Mary, Mary needed an invitation. Yes. Mary needed someone to reach out to her, the Savior, to call her by name. And how does Mary respond? She actually gets up quickly and she runs to Jesus, yes. which I think is a remarkable response. She runs with tears in her eyes, almost like when when you see that loved one and you're going through that moment of loss and just kind of collapse in in their arms. Here's what happens. Now, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. I think it's really interesting. Like Mary's response here, It's like we've just kind of heard that before, right? That was what Martha said. She said, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. Now, Mary didn't move to the second part of that statement like Martha did. Like Mary's just stuck in the moment of confusion. Mm -hmm. She didn't have the clarity. She was just so broken. And here's Jesus' response to Mary. When Jesus saw her weeping... And the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. Mm -hmm. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord. They replied. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Like the Savior of the world, God in human flesh, He responds to the one that he loves by showing the very same emotion that she does. That's amazing. The God who created the universe is standing in front of Mary, and the way that he responds to her in her sorrow is he joins her. He is meeting her with the same emotional responses that you and I have when we process the wound caused by death. He is deeply moved at the sight of sadness of the ones that he loves. And I feel like my assignment here this morning was to remind you that you are deeply loved by God. And in the moments of confusion when it doesn't make sense, when we lose the loved ones in our lives, God is with you. He doesn't just look on from afar, but he comes to meet you in your pain. He comes to cry with you, with you, with Mary. But I think it begs the question, like, why? Why does the Savior of the world respond in this magnificent way? And Scripture is, like, the Bible is just so amazing, you guys. It points to itself. It's God's authoritative and inspired word. So if we look back in the Old Testament, we find a man by the name of Isaiah. And Isaiah was a prophet. He wrote these words about Jesus that gives us some more clarity about how Jesus can respond in this moment. Isaiah 53.3 says, He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief, we turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Jesus came to go to that cross and he experienced such deep sorrow. They put him on a cross. They despised him. They rejected him. And he, being fully God, chose to embody the fullness of humanity, the fullness of the human experience, the fullness of the emotions that we feel. Can I just remind us like emotions are a gift from God. Yes. It's what we do with them yes. that matters. It's why we need a heart changed by him because we can't do it on our own. But he chooses to experience the sorrow that you and I experience. Here's the key. Not only is he able to comfort and to empathize, but he's able to bring healing he's able to heal us and i love this word process this word journey like we're on a healing journey and it's not going to be complete after these four weeks of looking at this wound series but i pray that this is that starting point that continuation of the journey that god has you on in discovering healing specifically from the wound of death today Here's a promise that we have in Scripture to the believer in Christ. The psalmist writes about this. He says, The Lord is near, everybody say near, Near. to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Have you ever felt crushed in spirit by the wound of death? Psalm 147 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He comes he's that heart doctor and he comes and he binds up the wounds that we have this is for you today the lord is drawing near to you the question is will you let him Mm -hmm. will you let him because here's the key mary and martha can have their wounds healed by jesus because they have each received the savior See, even in Mary's confusion, she falls at Jesus' feet. It's this expression of, I don't understand, but I know I need you. May our hearts respond in that way to the Savior today. God comes near, and they're experiencing the nearness of the Savior. And you can too today. And I believe that you are. Believe that we are in this moment as we're leaning in and listening. Now, I think it bears mentioning that we can really take Jesus' humanity for granted in this moment. Like if we were to look back, especially in this day and age when God chose to come in the form of human flesh, like other gods, other deities were emotionless and disconnected from the people that really they, they required yeah. them to be served by. And here we have the God of the Bible, wow. a God who is empathetic. Yeah. And who steps into our shoes to really feel the fullness of our human experience? Like Jesus expressed very human emotions. It's an amazing thing, 100% God, 100% man, and yet he steps in and understands our pain because he feels it. And I think what this means for you and I is we truly can trust a Savior who not only defeated death, hell, and the grave, but who empathizes and understands with us in our moments of grief and loss. He is with us. He meets you. He meets you. Just like he met each person in this story. Look at this. He met Martha where she was. She needed a question. Do you believe? He met Mary where she was. She needed an invitation. She needed to someone to help her get out of the house. She comes. He comes to her. And he meets Lazarus. Spoiler alert, at the end of the story, if you continue to read John chapter 11, Jesus raises Lazarus back to life. Like, he proves that he is God. He's the son of God. And he has the power to resurrect a broken, and a dead life. I mean, I'm saying yes and amen to that because I know God has resurrected my broken and my dead life. And I know that so many in this space can agree with that. But he literally takes this dead man who was dead for four days and he raises him to life. But even Lazarus, he comes and meets him. Like, are you getting it this morning? Jesus comes and he meets every single one of us. And today he comes to you. And he meets you, the empathetic savior. If we had to put today's message in six words, I think it would be this. He meets us to heal us. He meets us to heal us. In the very midst of our pain, he comes with a single response. Yeah, Mm. himself. He invites, says, do you believe? He wants you to draw near to him because he has first drawn near to you. That's right. We're not striving after him. We're not looking to make our whole lives right, make ourselves good, come to church, clean up our scorecard. No, he meets us. He calls to you and I. And then we get the invitation to respond. And he comes not just to lead us out of despair but to give us lasting hope yes. like he is the present hope and yet there is hope for the day to come he says I am the resurrection and the life I am the very one who comes to you today has overcome the grave and he is able to meet you in your pain to bring healing to bring freedom here's the call of the gospel John chapter one verse eleven. He, that's Jesus, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Mm -hmm. Yet to all somebody say all. All All, to all who did receive him, to all to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. That's good news news this morning. Jesus won over death, hell, and the grave to give us the right to become the children of God. He transformed our identity, and he made us brand new. That is the good news of the invitation of the gospel today. So the question that we get to respond to is the same question he asked Martha. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? And remember, don't think that confusion will hold you back from faith in Christ. That's just part of the Christian life. We experience confusion, we don't get it. And yet, He meets us, yet, He comes to us. I think life is a continual journey of needing to receive more and more of who He is. Like, we all need more of Jesus, we need more. Not just of what he has to offer, but his very self. Like that single response that he comes to Mary and Martha, to the ones he loves. He says to you today, I am here. Do you believe I am the resurrection and the life? So I really want for you to hear that invitation from the Savior this morning. Do you believe this? And if you're in this space this morning and you're saying, you know what? I have not yet intentionally placed my faith in Christ. I have not said, yes, Lord, I believe. Oh, what a beautiful moment right now that like God, I believe, is speaking directly to you. Would you, if that's you, would you just raise your hand with me for a moment? If you're saying, yes, I need Jesus. I believe, and I want to pray with you. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word this morning. Thank you for revealing your son to us. Thank you for sending him in the likeness of flesh to experience what we experience and to demonstrate his power over death, hell, and the grave. If you're with me, just say, I receive, I believe believe. that Jesus Jesus. is the Christ. Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the forgiveness of sins that comes in your name. Children of God made brand new in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I also want to just pray for all of us in this space because, again, I know that we have all been marked by the wound of death. And so this healing that the Savior comes to meet us with, I want to pray that he would just do something in your heart today, that you would look back and say, that was a moment God was healing me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your healing. Thank you for the embodiment of the freedom and the healing that you have in Jesus when he came to meet us. God, you know all the stories that are in this room, and you know the words that they need to hear. More than that, you are the very one who comes to heal them. I pray, God, that hearts are open, receptive. Just open up your heart in this moment. Just, kind of just, sit, just say, "Come on in, Jesus. And meet me here." Thank you, Lord.